Oh my God. It takes forever. And I don't know if we're already live on a certain platform. Welcome in to No Punt Intended presented by Club Fantasy. That was an extra doozy one. We are officially into our look inside series. And it's a little switched up. We're going to start with the Carolina Panthers, Houston Texans, and the Arizona Cardinals. So two of the three worst teams last year and the one team that traded up with the worst team, the Chicago Bears. So we'll start with the Panthers, go right into the Texans, and then go into the Cardinals. We have the shittiest of the shit here, essentially, is this show. But there is actually some hope in fantasy football and potentially some hope for at least the future of two of these teams. I don't know about the Cardinals, but at least the future of two of these teams. Uh, we're going to dive into it with Mr. Andrew Cooper from BSN Fantasy Alarm and Lightning Round Fantasy. And without further ado, let's get into it. Welcome into No Pun Intended, presented by Club Fantasy. I am your host, Joe Zolo. As always, Josh and Ryan. And for the first time on No Pun Intended, Mr. Andrew Cooper. Hello, sir. How are you? What's up, buddy? Josh, glad you could finish texting just in time to join us for the show. That was, <laughs> that, I really appreciate that, dude. I, I do appreciate that. You have the entire intro to look at your phone. You know that, right? Exactly. <laughs> I, I try and extend the intro so these guys can get their tweets out, get everything going. Uh, so close, dude. So yeah, close. Well, but I will say this. I will say this. Mr. Josh Hudson, in where I, in my circle, Fantasy Alarm crew, you're known as somebody who makes things happen. So when you reached out to me, invited me on the show, I said yes. And immediately, and then asked what we're talking about. And you said, arguably the worst teams in football. So I said, all right, let's go, dude. Yeah. Like, all right, I'm here. I, just think, it's, I think it's weird hearing that I have a reputation. I'm like, okay. You do, I mean, yeah. dude, Howard Bender, Howard Bender, Britt Flynn, you know, you help put together her story, the whole deal, man. Like, yeah, you're, you're moving and shaking, brother. So yeah, so, you're out here. This is one thing we didn't say in the pre-show. We don't compliment Josh on the show. I was going to say, oh. Josh is just, Josh is just happy to know people like him. So yeah. I start, well, I did, I did start off. I did start off by dogging him. Him. Like I could literally, I could like read your text through your glasses. Like I was like, <laughs> you know, we're doing a show like right Mom, now, right? <laughs> Mom, can you bring me food, please? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it said they said something about dinosaur shaped chicken nuggets. I believe. Listen, hey, I don't, <laughs> don't hate I, on the dino nuggies, bro. Yeah. <laughs> if I'm eight or eighty, I will happily eat dino nuggets. Why do the dino ones taste better than the regular ones? Because that's a fact, right? They're dino, yeah. they're dinosaur meat. I don't know. There's Gosh. something that yeah, it, fantastic. Very dippable shapes, perhaps. I don't know. Exactly. It's it's true. So Gert Girth is in here. One, he has one of the best names that we have. Uh Go Bears. Different show, but we'll get there. We promise. <laughs> yeah. Uh two, StreamYard still hasn't figured out the uh, I love YouTube it. specific stuff. So this is person turquoise waving and doing it twice. They just they ad lib it. And you know I love that, dude. I, wow. I think it's great. <laughs> I, 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 I do. I do you know what that emoji is. Dude. No idea. It's uh, you know what it is. It's a person wearing turquoise waving. Hell yeah! What's up, dude? Well, go. I was gonna say I assumed it was a a person who was turquoise colored, and I love that they put person first. Yeah. <laughs> 
person turquoise. <laughs> uh, well, Ryan, it, it is a turquoise person waving okay. because I just looked out on the YouTube chat. But then Toronto Dave comes in with normal emojis. There so we is. can actually, we can figure those out. So party, alarm, uh, it's... I don't think there's a word for fantasy, so maybe fantasy alarm. I, th- I think he did it. I think he got it exactly right. Got it there. Love it. Apple, make it make an emoji for fantasy. TD, what up? Shout out to the Toronto area. Oh, yeah. All right. So first up, okay, I the record. There's no way this team was 7 and 10. There's no way. Yeah. That's false. Uh-uh. Six of them had to have been fabricated wins. There's no way they won seven games. But then you think about it, they play shit teams for six of them. I was going to say, the, the return of Sam Darnold and the emergence of Deontay Foreman was all it took. Deont- Sam Darnold, uh, 49ers QB1? Yeah. Deontay yeah, Foreman was an absolute menace. Took over. <laughs> was an absolute monster menace. The second half of the yeah, monster the second half of the season. They have a new head coach, Frank Reich, new offensive coordinator, Thomas Brown. Uh, you may know his best work as a tight end coach and running backs coach for the Rams. So those great tight ends and running backs the Rams have had over the last couple of years, that's his work right there. there you go. Yep. Those wow. Cam Akers injuries and those Tyler Higby's drop passes. That is all Thomas Brown. So let me, let me just say Tyler Higby. It <laughs> was he the least startable tight end six there's ever been. Like he was legitimately unstartable. Dude, one of those games he played 90% of the snaps and put up a full on zero. Like Didn't he have a hundred over a hundred targets last year. Yeah, dude, he had a couple games that we just got peppered. The only tight end in history I've I can ever remember that topped 100 targets and one that I didn't want to start. Like, you couldn't start. Oh, he couldn't be started. Yeah, there was like a very brief period at the beginning of the year, but no, yeah, just an absurd, absurd character, Tyler Haby. It's a, uh, it, it's it's something we say on the show a lot, and um, there is there's a big difference from like tight end one to tight end even two, and then like. I think the drop-off we said last year was tight end five to tight end six because five was Evan Ingram. I think tight end six was a 40-point difference. Yeah, That was Higby. <laughs> Nightmare. Yeah. I know. We're trying to sort through it. It's Where is, where is the, the tight end difference anywhere on, on a, any any uh, any position? It's crazy. We got an influx of new tight ends this year, boys. I wouldn't worry about it. It's going to be fine. <laughs> we're going to be good. Got a new crop of them. Don't, don't sweat it. We're chilling. All right. So the projected starting offense for your Carolina Panthers, Bryce Young. You would imagine if you trade up to one and trade away a lot of picks and your number one weapon, you're probably going to start him week one. That would be yeah, bad if like you didn't. Andy Dalton. Come on now. Hey, we will not stand <laughs> the red rifle slander on the show. Okay. Uh, RB1, Miles Sanders. RB2, Chuba Hubbard. I mean, Chuba's been so it's a it's a good it's a good little one two punch. It's not it's not bad, but Miles Sanders will take the lion's share of the carries. Uh he also might take the lion's share of the receptions in yeah. this offense. Wide receiver one, Miles Sanders. Wide receiver one, RB one, <laughs> Miles Sanders. Because their wide receiver one is 33 year old Adam Thielen. 33, I, I believe. I was I was actually just gonna say uh I'd see it in the chat that it. I, if you, anyone slanders Chuba Hubbard, I was actually just thinking bad Chuba thoughts, and boom, there's Linda. Like she, <laughs> like she. Well, here's the thing: I don't know the last time we've seen Linda in the chat, so you yeah. can't convince me 
that wasn't her Chuba Hubbard senses going on. She was making sure her Oklahoma State, her Oklahoma State meter was is running hot as always. So be careful now. Be careful now, boys. All right, Adam Thielen is your wide receiver one. DJ Chark is your wide receiver two, and Terrace Marshall is your wide receiver three, and rookie Jonathan Mingo is your wide receiver four. As it stands now in May. All right. Well, I'll tell you this right now. I'll tell you this. I actually kind of love that. I love the setup right now for best ball because I just wrote an article. Shout out Fantasy Alarm. Go over Google Andrew Cooper Fantasy Alarm. Follow me on Twitter. You'll find all that stuff. But I just wrote, it's called The Art of the Late Round Wide Receiver Dart Throw. It's the article I just wrote. And I went through changes in quarterback, changes in coach, changes in personnel. That's how we get uncertainty. So early on, we want certainty. We want highly consolidated targets among Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, exactly. You know, like Justin Jefferson, that's it. That's what we want. Later on, we want uncertainty. We want to be able to, like, throw those darts. And this team already did that once. 2020, everyone was drafting DJ Moore, wide receiver 11. Robbie Anderson, wide receiver 64. Sorry, chosen Anderson. Robbie with an IE, a Y, whatever he is now. That's whatever he was. Uh, he was going wide receiver 64. Curtis Samuel, wide receiver 65. They actually outscored him. And once again, we have new coach, new QB, all new wide receivers. The only guy that's been on the team is Terrence Marshall. So none of these guys are going the first 10 rounds of underdog best ball drafts. I'll take a stab on any of them. I don't even care. I really don't. Like whoever's left or whoever I don't have to pay up for. If if it gets to round 11, I will take my pick. But Sometimes like a guy will go early and I'll just sit back and say, oh, whatever. DJ Chark. Yeah, sure. I don't care. Jonathan Mingo doesn't matter to me. Like that's how you get that value. You could draft your whole team first. Right. And then take whoever's there. So I love the uncertainty with this team from that standpoint. Like obviously somebody has to be the like the the Jaguars last year. Somebody has to be the Marvin Jones and the odd man out. But There's room for uh, there's room for value there. I don't know. It, no, it's, Marvin it, Jones is such a great example there, though, because it's what you're talking about for best ball and later in the season, because Marvin Jones was still popping off for that 70 yard touchdown game at the end of the season because everyone was ignoring him. So even though he was the odd man out of the offense, that's a great example still, because he's going to give you that one game here or there in best ball. And I'll, t- I'll tell you this. So in the article, I talked about that team because I use them as an example of the target competition. The Panthers were an example of everything. They're the easiest one. But Christian Kirk was wide receiver 40, finished wide receiver 12. Marvin Jones, wide receiver 63, finished wide receiver 56. So he actually did outperform ADP slightly. Yeah. Zay Jones, wide receiver 80, finished wide receiver 26. Yeah. Evan Engram, my baby and my best friend, retweeted me once on Twitter. Tight end 22, finished tight end five. So yep. every one of those weapons, just because we sat here and made the faces Joe just made, every one of the faces he made while he was going through naming all those yeah. players, and we all sat here and did it too. We were like, eh, just the fact that you can go, eh, I don't know. There's value to be had, boys. There's value in them their hills. Here's, here's the thing. I knew Zay Jones was going to be good. I don't know. There it is. Hey, I can have Josh and Ryan back me up. I had Zay Jones. I was very high on Zay Jones. He was very, he was good anytime he didn't face a mediocre corner or better. If he did, then he was dust. Well, he plays like, in the AFC South, so mediocre yeah. corners. Je- Je- Jeff, o- Jeff Okuda took him out behind the woodshed <laughs> for like two catches on seven targets. Sauce Gardner obviously vaporized him. But yeah. hey, as long as he's facing a non corner, then he's amazing. 
As long as he's playing Trayvon Diggs and the Dallas Cowboys, we're fine. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, at best ball, he was awesome. He was awesome. Yeah. Uh, Tight end one, Hayden Hurst. He might all he might be like the most targeted or one of the more targeted I, 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 I love Hayden Hurst I think Hayden Hurst is fantastic he's an all around great talent um, but to the my guy section all of you essentially put Miles Sanders I don't know if anybody really wants to dive in far into the Miles Sanders thing that's that's you know at this point the name of the offense I'll point out one thing that like he's going from a situation where he had the quarterback who had the second most carries inside the five-yard line of any player, not quarterback of any player, behind only Jamal Williams. And that team was dead last in total targets of the running back. So that opportunity is there. I think his yards per carry goes down because, you know, the RPO and all that, you know, and the offensive line and the Super Bowl contending team. But I think that the fantasy production could come up. I'm not sure if anything else you guys love of that situation, but that's what I like. I like, I think he's not going to, he's not going to get 20 targets again or whatever. Yeah. I was going to say, you should see more passing game work. I was talking with Michael Sicoli who just wrote our Miles Sanders, Miles Sanders article. And he said, he didn't know what the value was going to be in that article because it was kind of like, he's likely to be able to repeat what he did last year. But I said, when you look at how Sanders is being drafted, there is value in saying he could do what he did last year because it's absolutely true, but that's not how he's currently being drafted. Miles Sanders is still almost being drafted like a guy who told you not to draft him. <laughs> We're he's, still letting yeah. him fall down draft boards. So. He's currently yeah, I mean, RB18. Yeah. I mean, and, and going from zero touchdowns in 2021 when he said, don't draft us, and everybody basically listened, we didn't draft him. And the, the prevailing thought was, oh, it would, would be another committee approach with Philly, et cetera, et cetera. And he goes out, leads the team, carries, basically sets career highs across the board. But what's killing him now this year is the lack of the targets. But when you look at this entire team, who else are they targeting? Adam Thielen's 33 years old. If I told you that Hayden Hurst was 30 years old, would you believe me? Yes. Yeah. Most people don't realize that. Yeah, he was an old rookie. <laughs> yeah, he, he, was he old played rookie. he played baseball for the Pirates yep. yeah. for like a couple yeah, of years there. Yeah. DJ Jark has missed 19 games over the last two years. Reliable. The first two years, yeah, the first two years of Miles Sanders' career, when he was actually being hyper targeted from a running back perspective in Philly, he had Deuce Daly as his running back coach. Guess who's his running back coach now in Carolina? Deuce Daly. This is a derivative of the offense that he ran in Philly with Doug Peterson. So there's a lot of room, in my opinion, for Sanders to blow past that RB eighteen ADP. So and that's so, that's why. Oh, go ahead, Andrew. Go ahead. I was gonna say I have so I, I have a hard time because I have like a soft spot for Adam Thielen. Too many. Oh no, he scores too many touchdowns. Oh my god, no. Yeah, that like that's gonna be terrible. Narrative ever. That's gonna be terrible in best ball, right? Like, oh no, not again. And then it's like DJ Chark on paper, like the paper tiger, right? Like he's crazy forty time. Tall. He's tall. The he's still only like 26, 27, like right at the beginning of the at technical age apex for the position. Terrace Marshall, who I feel got railroaded by this situation when Matt Rule came in and they brought in Joe Brady and then they fired Joe Brady. And it turned out that Matt Rule was an idiot. I would have been back on the phone saying, hey, you know what? Maybe we picked the wrong horse on in this situation. Now, Joe Brady, of course, works for the Bills. So I don't know how, if he I'm not he would be on my short list for offensive coordinator. Cause like, if you look at it and think, Oh, Matt rules is the fool here. Then maybe Joe Brady was right. You know, but once you get rid of Joe Brady, now his 
uh, weapon from LSU, Terrace Marshall takes a hit. And then Jonathan Mingo, you know, Steve Smith Sr. loves the guy, right? So I'm like, Steve Smith, Steve Smith. I mean, like, what can I say? How am I supposed to say that he's wrong, dude? He had, the, you know, he had the Cooper Cup take, which he's kind of been riding on a little bit. But I mean, like, I mean, I wouldn't he, fight he Steve Smith. He liked DJ with, Moore too when DJ Moore came out. I wouldn't fight Steve Smith with all y'all. <laughs> I say that. <laughs> he's also really high on Sky Moore too. And I know the jury's still out on Sky Moore. Yeah, I don't know. You know, I don't know. But it's like I'll so I, it's like I want to take shots on all these guys except Chuba. I think I think Linda's gone now. We should be all right. Okay. <laughs> um, nobody nobody's teller. I, I feel like Chuba though would be a good like zero RB target. I mean, outside of last year, Sanders has missed games every single year, and we know the running back position, they get beat up. Like who else Blackshear, you're gonna we're gonna rely on that guy Chuba's, to get any meaningful work? Like Ch- Chuba's Chuba's free right now, is being drafted after Tajay Spears. He's free. He's literally free. So if you want a free late handcuff to Miles Sanders yeah. just in case, he's free. The, the interesting thing to try to figure out what they're going to do with this offense is, Josh, you brought up Deuce Daly, Philadelphia, and during what was it, 2019 and 2020, Sanders was the primary ball carrier and passing down back. But then when you kind of follow Frank Reich over to Indianapolis, they split that work, and we all were scratching our head over why in the world was Jonathan Taylor not getting as much passing game work as Naheem Hines. I'm not saying Chuba is a great pass catcher or even Naheem Hines, but if they're going to split these guys into two different roles, there could be some zero running back value in Chuba Hubbard. Naheem Hines is a very good pass. It's there. Yeah. Um, but okay. My favorite game. I, I always forget that. It I can might, bring it up. It might be a year since we've last played. I know. So what are we playing? So Andrew, this is a game that I invented on this show. Nobody's ever played it before. It's called, would you rather? Okay, you probably never heard of it. So let me explain it to you. Uh, you pick which player you would rather have. Very oh. simple. Yeah, mm, I think he's googling the rules to it right now. You're not gonna find them, <laughs> right? Yeah. You just you're gonna find it here. It's so niche. So just a couple things. I don't I don't want any comments. I just I just wanna uh I just wanna put this out here. Bijan Robinson is RB two already. He's being yeah. drafted seventh overall, and Jameer Gibbs is RB thirteen. We'll get to the Detroit show later, but that's just want to throw that out there. So currently, Miles Sanders, as we said, going RB18. How this works, we basically put in that same five-person slot there. So from 16 to 20, that's where we're looking. We're comparing here, okay? Those guys are all going between 54 and 65 overall. So they're all going roughly in that same round, okay? So would you rather, and this is PPR, would you rather Aaron Jones or Miles Sanders Coop? Miles Sanders. Ryan. Aaron Jones. You are a sucker for Aaron Jones. I Josh. really am. <laughs> it's not. It's I, not I love it's Sanders, good. but I think I would go Aaron Jones. This ain't this ain't the this ain't the Aaron Rodgers Packers, man. I I am I'm Miles Sanders as well. I am Miles Sanders as well. Uh Miles Sanders or Joe Mixon, Coop. Ooh, that's tough. Um that's where it's close because I like both these guys. If you could guarantee me that Joe Mixon wouldn't get cut, like if we get to August and Joe Mixon's the starting running back for the Bengals, then Joe Mixon. Okay, Ryan. Yeah, all things as they are, it's Joe Mixon. Yeah, Josh. Yeah, I'll side with Mixon, even though I still would much rather want Miles Sanders. I think the ADP. I just think Sanders is a more efficient back. 
Ben. Joe I think Mixon. I think as Joe Mixon, like as we find out that Joe Mixon like isn't going to get her like like have to go to court and stuff, and like he's bump. yeah. And Zach Taylor already came out and was like, hey, his future is here. So I, I think when we get to August and we look around and we're like, oh, it looks like he's a starting running back for a really good team. We're all then we're gonna be like, all right, fine, you know. Yeah, yeah that's fair. Miles Sanders, RB eighteen. J.K. Dobbins, RB nineteen. Would you rather Coop? Miles Sanders, dude. For Ryan. Sure. Not even close. Sanders. Josh. Sanders. Miles Sanders the, as well. That's the situation. J.K. Dobbins is still stuck in the situation that was that was hurting Sanders. Yep. Oh yeah. And to finish it up at twenty, Miles Sanders or Damian Pierce, Coop. Oh, dude. Miles Sanders for sure, and we'll talk about Damian Pierce later on this show, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Ryan, I think I think Coop and I will be on the same side of an argument against Josh when we get to the Damian Pierce. So yeah, give me Miles Sanders. Good. <laughs> Josh. In fairness, I love them both. I th- I'm gonna side with Sanders only because I think he'll see. Take Damian Pierce, you coward. This let's let's, <laughs> let's let's do a show. Yeah. Let's do a show, Josh. Yeah, yeah, Pick yeah, Damian you Pierce. Know what? Fine. I'll take Damian Pierce. <laughs> wow. Good. I'm Singletary. Give me all Good. Damian Pierce. Terrible pick. Terrible pick, Joe. You're an idiot. You, <laughs> Joe, who you, Joe, what do you think? Who would you take of those two? Uh, I would go Miles Sanders. He's going to he's gonna get more time, I think. That's a I great, was, smart pick. Yeah, I, he's going to get more time, more stuff. I also just want to bring up the fact Ramondre Stevenson is currently being drafted as RB10 is criminal. Just throwing that out there. That is absolutely criminal. I mean, and that is a, that is a steal. I hope, as, I, say, I, hope I hope it stays, stays that way. I hope it stays. As, I can get him in the second round of every draft. <laughs> as Blink One Eighty Two would say, it makes no sense at all. Sorry, <laughs> oh, am yeah. I going to get him? Am I going to get some trouble on YouTube? Because that was probably perfect. That was probably no, exactly how they said that was exact enough. <laughs> it was not the fair use. <laughs> so, uh, Ryan, you actually might be able to get him in the third round because he's going twenty eighth really? overall. Wow. Now I'll take okay. him in the second to make sure I get him. Hey, that blows my mind. Before we move on to the next segment, I see Bob Gilchrist in the chat. Can we yes. please have him removed? Because he's <laughs> he uh mods wow. mods, can you please remove Bob Gilchrist? He's he's in my Scott Fishbowl draft. I know what you're doing, Bob. <laughs> uh, I, I I and the thing is last year uh Mike Fiella sniped he didn't really even snipe Evan Ingram for me. He knew I loved Evan Ingram, so he picked him the second earliest of anyone in the entire Scott Fishbowl tournament. Allowed. Literally the second earliest. It so worked. this year, this year I went in there. I know it worked. This year I went in there because I, I wrote all those articles, dude. Like, and he just he didn't even have rankings, dude. He literally just held a beer in his hand and That's made the picks. The downside of content creation. Somebody right. is bound to snipe you of your guy. Yeah. Trust Chat. me, it happened to me at my Scott Fishbowl. I, I tell saying. my friends not to listen to my show. So. Right. so this this year I waited till he signed up and I picked the spot directly next to his. <laughs> which happens to be in the same draft with Bob and a bunch of like, I, I'm not going to, there's no chance I win this draft, but neither is Bob and neither like no chance. I win the whole thing, but neither is Bob and neither is Mike. And that's, that's what matters to me. That's all that matters. Yeah. That's all that matters. So Bob, to answer your question, um, round one. Yeah. Round one, dude. Take yeah. him. One. <laughs> Cause you, he's not coming back. He's not. Yeah. Yeah. Making it. Uh, a couple of things from me, uh, sleeper, Adam Thielen, fucking wide receiver 60. He's free. You, you, Coop talked about the the late round dart throws. Might as well put it to a guy that scores touchdowns. So he's yeah, free. Too many touchdowns. And they believe like they believe in him. They gave him a three year deal, right? That's and he fair. said that yeah. he had other offers to go other places. He said, you know, I think he might have known what quarterback they were taking when he signed that deal. You know, yeah. you would think, but I mean, 
you know, I mean, I guess if you, if, if I was his age and someone offered me a three-year deal, I'd say, this is the, this is the spot we're winning. And if somebody offered me a four-year deal, I would have been like, yep, the, yep. this is the Cardinals. This oh, is our year. You know, the place I wanted to be. Exactly. That was, dude. That was like Von Miller's six year, $128 million deal at 32. Yeah. What? Uh, also my IDP player of note, it's Brian Burns. Don't, I mean, Jeremy Chin might bounce back. Just Brian, Brian Burns is fucking ridiculous. Go with Brian Burns, please. He's absurd. We don't like him in New England because he was mean to our quarterback. Very who was, mean to our Who was being a baby. Our quarterback was being a baby, but still, you can't call him a baby. No, our quarterback is a bitch. And Bailey's <laughs> after okay? You can't. Uh, only we can say that, though. You don't say yeah. that. No. We say that. Coop <laughs> and I have earned the right to call yeah. Mac Jones a bitch. Okay? Yeah, you don't say We've that. I say that. the right. I just yeah, love we, it. I say I just love that Joe has been campaigning that this should be Bailey Zappi's job. Yes, yes. I was at the game. I was at the Bears game where we were all chanting Zappi yeah. after the first three drives of Mac Jones. We're like, we're fucking done, Zappi. Bill O'Brien's gonna fix it all. No big deal. If he doesn't, I better see the fucking Hilltopper in Week Four, slinging <laughs> the rock to Tyquan Thornton. That's yeah. what I want to watch on Sunday. Toronto Dave loves the Bailey Zappy meme, so I know he's for it. He always sends that Simpsons Zap meme. So I know I know TD's in. Before we move on to the Texans, tight end talk with Coop. Hayden Hurst kind of touched on him a little bit, but should people care? Should people not care? What are your thoughts? Yeah, so Hayden Hurst, first I want to say great dude, great guy. Uh, he actually, with baseball, he ended up getting the yips, and he's had a couple things like – from that standpoint of like stress, mental health, he does a lot for mental health, right? Yeah. Uh, when it comes to, so got to get that out of the way. Hayden Hurst, good guy, right? Uh, so with but, tight end, we look for three things, but <laughs> yeah, you don't start with that. We're not going <laughs> to, but the thing is we look for three things. We look for, for tight ends. We look for scheme, well, talent, scheme, and opportunity. The opportunity is potentially there. We talked about how we don't know who's going to, how the target's going to shake out. And if he's a top two target on the team, the rest doesn't really matter. Uh, talent wise though, he doesn't really have the speed. He doesn't have like, he got drafted in the same draft as Mark Andrews and it became clear who is more talented, right? Same team, same draft. And he went first, actually went the first round, Mark Andrews went the third. Then he went to the, the, you know, the Falcons, same thing. You had Kyle Pitts talent issue there with the Bengals. The, obviously he's not going to be a top two target with those guys, Right. I worry about the other two things. I worry about the talent to a certain degree. I think he has enough talent, though, that the targets could be there if, if they want to throw to him. But Frank Reich, with his scheme, he loves using multiple tight ends, right? He loves splitting it up. Jack Doyle and Mo Ali cox and Kylan Granson and Trey, uh, Trey Burton and whoever. Like He just likes using like a mishmash of different tight ends. So I could see a world where Hayden Hurst doesn't play every snap. Ian Thomas is a blocking tight end and Tommy Tremble, you know, he's like kind of like a hybrid fullback. Like my comp for him was uh, like a, like a discount Chris Cooley type guy, you know? So um, the, the original comp I had, now I forget, I had this guy that was like the exact same type guy that played for the Bengals. And then he played for the dolphins, but the name escapes me, but it's that type player where he can, he's like a true H back. Right. And when you have that, a bunch of different guys like that, it worries me that he's not going to play a full snap share. But I think, you know, worth a worth a dart throw once you run out of guys. Once you get to the list of guys that have no chance of being a top two or even three target on their team, I'm taking Hayden Nurse. So there is a world where I take him. It's just 
it's hard for me to be like, yeah, he's the dude, you know, if it was a more athletic, honestly, better pass catching tight end in that spot, then I would, it would be easier to rally for him. My biggest Steve, issue with Hurst, Stephen Carter. Oh, who, who just said Stephen Carter? Dude, yeah. that's the guy. How do Stephen Carter? What a pull. Stephen Carter was my comp for Tommy Tremble. So, very sorry to talk over you, dude, but no, you're no one's no one said Stephen Carter on the internet in like three years since I <laughs> first said that. So, I, <laughs> Ryan dropped the Stephen well, Carter. This is a home run for SEO right here, baby. SEO, yeah. yeah, yeah. Anybody searching Stephen Carter, this is going to come up as the <laughs> first time it's mentioned since I said it on Twitter two years ago. So, good job, for the, dude. For the seven people Googling Stephen Carter, <laughs> so really- two of them are Stephen Carter and like his uncle. Yeah. yeah, trying to figure out why why he's being talked about. Here we go. Yeah. This this is the YouTube short that's going to go viral. Seethan Carter. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There it is. Here, by the way, my eyes light up when you say Seethan Carter. That's how you know that I'm like a weird tight end guy. I was like, yeah, Seethan Carter. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. Let's go. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Moving on into the great state of Texas, the Houston Texans. 313-1. and one. Still feels like three more Oof. wins and one more tie than they should have had. Yeah. D'Amico Certainly Ryans. one more win than they should have had. <laughs> yeah. Uh, D'Amico Ryans is the new head coach back with a former team. Uh, the new offense, Bobby Slowick, former pass game coordinator with San Francisco. You know, pretty solid offense, one might say. Pretty mm. good offense. So, the projected starting offense. Quarterback one, CJ Stroud. We'll see. We'll see. Running back one, Damian Pierce. Running back two, Devin Singletary comes over from Buffalo. We'll get to that uh, fist fight in a sec. See, there's teams where you look at, wow, like the Panthers have a bad receiver room. And then you look at the Texans. And then you look at the Titans in like three weeks when we get to that show. Nico Collins is your wide receiver one. We will not no John Mechie slander on the show. None. John Mechie, wide receiver two. Obviously, Jerry's out. Robert Woods, whatever's left of him, wide receiver three. Tank Dell, wide receiver four. And probably the best pass catcher on the team, tight end one, Dalton Schultz. It's not the we just talk about opportunity with the uh with the with the Panthers. You know, throw a dart at a wall with four headshots and, you know, that's the guy you draft because there is no way anyone or their mother knows what the hell is going to happen here with that passing game. So that's going to be very interesting. And what's going to be even more interesting is the virtual fist fight that's about to happen between Damian Pierce and Devin Singletary. So I, uh, I'm not the biggest Devin Singletary guy either. Coop, I would I would like to hear your side because you watched Devin Singletary for eight games a year as a Patriots fan. I'm not here to defend Damian Pierce by any means, but is there something you saw with Devin Singletary that you were like, wow, he is good? Because I never saw that. No. Well, here's the here's okay, the thing. Good. Here's the thing. And let me what I'm gonna do here is maybe we should let Josh go first before I just rug pull. I could I might just go full eight mile and just hit all his points first. Well, I'll tell you right now, though, that like Damian Pierce, excellent runner. He's a phenomenal runner. Like all the stats as far as like expected yards and yards after contact and yards per carry, like all all those are excellent. And on the other side, 
he was graded out as the one of the very worst pass-blocking running backs in the league. It was 124th per pro football focus. For those keeping track at home, there are 32 teams. So if you're 124, then you're not even in the conversation as some of the best options. And for those that say pro football focus doesn't matter, which no. to a certain degree, yeah, you can say no. that. <laughs> You can say that. You can say that, Joe. Uh, you mentioned Bobby Slowick. He worked at Pro Football Focus for three years. He's the offensive coordinator for that team. So I think he, of all the people, he probably has Joe a pretty. Is currently good... retracting his statement. I'm just saying that to some people it doesn't matter. Uh, to some people it doesn't matter. To Bobby Slowick, it, it probably he probably has an idea what's going on over there, right? And so you look at Devin Singletary, what he does, he, uh, you know, was top five, six. If you include the playoff games, he was top five. If you don't, he was sixth in routes run for a running back last year, right? He's a solid player in that aspect of the game. And as we know from research from some of the fantasy greats like Scott Barrett, that even in standard, a target is worth more than the carry. Not a reception, but a target is worth more than the carry. In standard, it's like 1.4 times as much. In PPR, I think it's like 79 times as much. No, it's like 2.7 times, but it might as well be that much. So for me, I just worry that Damian... Pierce is going to be a very good running back on a team where they are over under his five and a half wins and the luxury of running the football goes to the winning team most times. And he's just not going to be in a position to really rack up targets or, or do anything. Any of the high leverage plays that we truly care about for fantasy football, which is very sad. You know, it's like Philip Lindsay back-to-back thousand yard seasons couldn't pass block. And he probably still is a very good runner. Alfred Morris is a very good runner. Jordan Howard. No one ever said Jordan Howard wasn't good at running, but Jordan Howard himself said that he's had trouble catching the football since he was in high school. So that's what I worry about with Damian Pierce. He could take that step forward, but I'm quite concerned. Josh? So I agree with all that. I think it's great. But we also said that the Falcons should probably pass more last year, and their head coach said, fuck y'all, I'm going to run the goddamn football. Sure. Guess what? D'Amico Ryan's defensive head coach. I don't know very many defensive-minded head coaches that want to just go out and throw the football 660 times. I don't care whether they're losing or not. I think they want to create a culture and an identity. And you do that by pounding the football with a guy that can actually do it. Devin Singletary is very average at running the football. He can break some tackles. That's great. But I feel like he benefited more from Josh Allen and having that, that, type of mobility from the quarterback position versus having a good offensive line in front of them, vice versa. Pierce, terrible offensive line in front of him last year, averaged 4.3 yards per, per carry, fourth in the league in force missed tackles. They've upgraded that offensive line with Shaq Mason, bring back, or excuse me, new contract for Laramie Tunzel, invest the second round pick in a center. You have former first round pick Kenyon Green, former first-round pick Titus Howard. They've invested in this offensive line. I don't think Howard's very good. Let me rephrase that. But there's opportunity there for that line to gel and get better with a new scheme. Yeah. I'll tell you this. Shanahan runs the football. I'll tell you this right now, dude, with their the center they drafted. Anytime you can take a guy named Juice Scruggs, you do do it. That's right. Like. That's yeah <laughs> juice scrugs dude like yeah. if i had known before the draft when he got drafted i was like i'm sorry what like if i had known his, his nickname was juice or is like they actually call him juice like that's what he wants to be called yeah. if i had known that he would have been way higher in my rankings that's, <laughs> that's, 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 that's my rankings would have gone 
My rankings would have gone Juice Scruggs, Cody Mock, and then everybody else, dude. Just Cody Mock, North Dakota. Let's go. Legend, bro. North Legendary Dakota. Cody Mock. Yeah. Like, I, th- I think the issue yeah. with it's, yes, they improved their offensive line and they probably improved their offense as a whole. But as Coop already pointed out, he already tested very high in efficiency and running matrixes last year. I don't see it getting much better than what he did last year. And then my concern is he missed time last year on what, 220 carries. He never carried the ball more than 110 times in college or something like that. I don't know, Josh, you pointed out a really good point in your article today that he's the biggest back we've seen in this system in a while, but I still don't know that he can stand up to a 240, 250, 260 carry season. Yeah. I mean, I'll give him this. Let me give him, let me give a, a couple more, like a couple pros, right? Like, so we know that system that they're bringing over, the same one that Mike McDaniel brought to the, the Dolphins. And he went out and immediately got Alex, Alec Engold to play the Kyle Juszczyk role. And he was playing like 35, 40% of snaps. That's good for running the football. This team, they went out and got two guys, I think. They got, I know they, they brought in Andrew Beck from the Broncos, and then they brought in another guy, like, I have to, I don't know. I'll, I want to say Joey Hairston Jr., but he was a baseball player. But it's something, it's something like that. Troy, Troy Hairston. Troy Hairston. There they brought go. in, and I was, I was looking at this right before. I don't know why I'm so dumb. Like I was just looking at this like an hour ago. Um, but the, um, like you're lowering that, your standards to the quality of show you're on. It's okay. I, I love this show. I love talking <laughs> with you guys, dude. This is great. But so like the 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 um, that's a good setup for running the football. But I just I need. I need those receptions, man. And the fact they brought in Devin Singletary has me bummed because if they did none of that, you know, or brought in somebody just like him to just be the backup, that's what we really wanted. We didn't want them to bring in a guy that that played a ton of pass snaps last year. He really did. Singletary would. Josh Allen wouldn't throw to him because why would you if you're Josh Allen? Like, you just just say go block somebody. That's what you do. But, you know, he did play the snaps and run the routes. He average three targets a game. I mean, it's not anything, like, crazy. But it's not like I don't think it it's something like he's just gonna be boxed out of the passing game altogether. Week week one, they asked why Damian Pierce didn't play more, and Lovey Smith says he sucks at pass blocking. <laughs> <laughs> Lovey Smith's fair. gone. That's fair. Lovey Smith is gone. But I well, like I Brian worry. pointed out, he was a rookie that didn't play a ton in college. Like that's true. You know, hey, maybe it, maybe they decide now he's going know. in, he's basically the guy. If he's going to be the guy, hopefully he puts in the work to get better to continue right. to be the guy. May, maybe D'Amico Ryans pulls a full Mike McDaniel, and they go out and they they get Devin Singletary, just like the Dolphins got Chase Edmond, and uh, McDaniel just he's says, no, nah, I, I don't want him. He's like, I don't want him. <laughs> Thanks anyway. I think the big yeah. difference with those two situations, though, Edmonds was, what, two years, $10 million, a little bit more guaranteed. They still found right. a way to jettison him mid-year, but – Singletary's contract, they could very easily move on from him in training camp. It's a one-year deal. Dude, that Dolphins team, just as a side note, like it was like Mike McDaniel didn't even talk to the GM. They were like, yeah, we're going to give Mike Gusecki $10 million. And he was like, nah, I don't care. Right? They brought in Cedric Wilson. I don't remember ever seeing Cedric Wilson nope. do a thing. Now, did you? Like, I don't know. They spent so much oh, money. And Mike McDaniel was like, oh, what did you do? Like, like, Cedric Wilson, overpaid. Right, yeah. So, so we're, we're going to go, uh, we're going to go, would you rather again? Because... This one's interesting. It's going to get mean, dude. Devin Singletary is the RB50 currently. Oh, I love him. RB50. Okay. So I'm going to go 48, 49, 51, 52. These guys are being drafted 155th to 169th overall. Nice. So 
Raheem Mostert or Devin Singletary? Coop. So I'm actually still drafting Raheem Mostert like a crazy person. In best ball, I'm drafting Raheem Mostert. If it's redraft, then I'm drafting Singletary. Okay, Ryan. The I'm on the Dalvin Cook ends up in Miami train, so I think Mostert or Jeff gets cut, and so I'm definitely going Singletary. Josh. I think as of right now, I'm going to go Mostert. That's okay. fair. I, yeah. I, I'm, I would, I would go Singletary. I, I just don't know what the hell that offense still looks like in that backfield. And Mostert is older, injury prone, not dealing with that. And they have another one now, right? They drafted yep. another Mostert. Devin Ashane, baby. <laughs> That's Leon Washington for those for those older who, folks out who, there. Who Mostert was actually just hyping up this week. <laughs> yep. So th- this one, this was interesting. Deonta Foreman or Devin Singletary and Coop. Dude, Deonta Foreman is Damian Pierce. Sorry. Like I just tweeted earlier. I just tweeted earlier. Austin He's Eckler. He's a much bigger Damian Pierce. Hold on. Uh, I, yeah, he is a little bigger. I just tweeted earlier. Austin Eckler had 915 rushing yards. He was the RB1. It was ridiculous. Deonta Foreman had 914 rushing yards. He was <laughs> he was the RB38. So like just clunky. What's the difference? What what do you think? <laughs> Those keeping track at home. Yeah, well I think that proves the point that Austin Eckler's never had a 1000-yard rushing season. Neither has Alvin Kamara. Like I don't care about that. And he goes to a team where the quarterback is if I was Justin Fields, I would never dump it down ever. Yeah, anyone. that's what I'm saying. It's never going to happen there. So right. Ryan. So give me Singletary. Singletary. Josh. Singletary. Thing. I love Deontay. Josh, you love Singletary, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Stop putting words in my mouth. <laughs> I mean, you take him every time. You I, him every I time. did this. I did this because I knew Josh would say Devin Singletary for pretty much all these guys. Uh, yeah. Devin Singletary or Tank Bigsby, Coop. I tank. I'm taking Singletary, dude. Like, uh, so Etn could. He did kind of have some pass blocking issues as well, but I, I just think he's a better pass catcher. So I'm taking Singletary. Ryan. See, I think Singletary's upside. We know what it is on that bad offense. I would gamble on Vigsby just to see what's going to happen. Give me the rook. So. Kind of like that. Josh. I could be convinced. Yeah, I would take Vigsby <laughs> here. I think, and I've, I've heard a lot of rumblings that the reason bringing in Bigsby is to kind of provide that compliment to ETN. And I think he's going to see a lot of work and that work is going to lead to short yard. I'm, I'm in love with that Jacksonville offense. This year. Once somebody else takes the rookie, I immediately, I'm like, ooh, shiny. You're like, never mind. I need to go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, 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 shiny. I was like, you could be anything. It could even be a boat. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he could even be Devin Singletary. He could even be Devin Singletary. Dude. He could even be like a career, like a, like a five-year professional football player. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. Uh Sleeper in Ryan's my guy is John Mechie. So Ryan obviously did research on this. So Ryan, go ahead. Well, it, it's not so much research as like who's not rooting for John Mechie, plain and simple, as we yes. all talked about. But I mean, like even aside from the um, he's going to go ahead and beat cancer, they're, they're already talking about he's been a full participant and it's a perfect storm of a team. Going back to what Coop said, it's a perfect storm of a team needing a wide receiver. And when you look at this roster, He's the most talented wide receiver by far. He just has to beat cancer. And if you need a reminder, what I really like about Mechie and what I liked about him coming out of college is we got to see him play almost 
two different roles in college. We've all kind of like said he's going to be the slot wide receiver. But in his sophomore year, 16 yards per reception, six touchdowns. And then in his uh, junior year before he left, it was down to 12 yards per reception. That's because he caught 96 balls and 12 touchdowns. He can do a little bit of everything. So if they want to put Tank Dell in the slot, you can move Mechie to the outside opposite the ancient Robert Woods. There's so much room for him. Josh asked me why I uh, disrespected Nico Collins in the little righto. I'm done with Nico Collins. And it's funny, Coop brought up Terrace Marshall. I think Nico Collins and Terrace Marshall are the Spider-Man meme just pointing at one another because they ain't going to do shit. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so for how dare you wait you suck too wait no yeah okay yeah. Cool. i like i think nico collins okay so here's the thing is my comp for nico collins you're immediately gonna Harris say like Marshall. no no <laughs> stop so if i my comp but you're immediately gonna say he sucks right when i say it but let's think back to when he was nico collins age right okay. so my comp for nico collins is kenny galladay okay all right so He's big, third round pick. They have the same height, same speed, very similar type of fellas, these guys. I think that it's a possibility in the right circumstances that he could have like an eleven hundred, you know, in ten T D type season. But I I like taking the stab on Mechie more. I'll take stabs on Deagle Collins too. Yeah. Robert Woods, older guy who really carved out his role in this league by being a really good blocker. Not super interested. And then, you know, it's like it's hard for me to take Tank Dell. Before I take Mechie and Nico, because in that particular 100%. case, yeah. But yeah, I will, t- I will take them too. Like that's why I lo- we underdog. It shouldn't stop at eighteen rounds. It should be a hundred rounds. <laughs> like let's draft everyone in yeah, the entire no league. league. See, why can't we? Let's keep draft going? every player in yeah. existence. Exactly. Like, dude, I did. I don't do that many fantasy baseball leagues anymore. But I'll do like the great fantasy baseball invitational and like some of those like fifty rounds. Like let's do let's do one of those. Let's set it up. Let's find a Sunday. So right. My my reasoning for liking John Mechie is I watched a single college football game that year during the regular yeah. season. I obviously watched the championship, but I watched one college football game. And it was the fourth, it was the fourth quarter of the Auburn Alabama game. Went into overtime. It was a fantastic, fantastic game. Alabama had five plays, and I believe two or three overtimes. They had five passing plays. John Mechie had three touchdowns on five catches in overtime. (laughs) I watched him dick down every single Auburn corner. Like it was child's play. He was smoking them. And I was, I'm sitting there. I'm sitting like, just double cover him. They double covered him. Doesn't matter. Didn't matter. I'm like, put us, put a safety over the top. Didn't matter. He made Auburn's defense look stupid. It granted the, the pad, like the passes were great. Obviously, Alabama quarterbacks coming out recently, how they played in college have been fantastic. But John Mechie made the corners look so stupid. I just, I was like, he's good. Like if you can run a route and catch the football, you're already worlds ahead of probably like 90% of the receivers in the NFL. John Mechie playing out again, cancer might affect some of that, but if he can come back at even 90% of whatever the hell that game was dog. Hey, James Conner, James Conner had cancer came back. I'll tell you, you guys, the YouTube short, though, from that clip is clip just the beginning when he goes, here's why I like John Mechie. I watched one college football game and they just, <laughs> and they just, jake, dude, you know, just cut it right. Just cut it right there. And they cut to us being like, laughing. One game. Yeah, well, you know, just, just 
Yeah, because you after that you did a beautiful explanation of why that mattered. But I just thought it's, if you just cut just that one part, that would be such a good clip. I watched. That's all. It'll be like all of title it all of fantasy Twitter. I watched one <laughs> I college watched football, football game. game. Here's all of fantasy football Twitter. I watched one college football game. Hey, hey, that that may or may not come up with my sleeper for the Arizona Cardinals. <laughs> That may or may not come up. At oh, least you're watching, be, though. At least you're watching, though. I already know. You already know. You already know. Yeah. Uh, my IDP player note, uh, if you don't watch defense, you have no idea who this guy is because Houston got burnt and just absolutely ruined on defense. Jalen Petrie is nasty. Yeah. Jalen Petrie is absurd. Uh, he might be – he has a chance of being the DB1 this year. Joe, I want to ask you. So – only two of us right now at football guys have our defensive rankings done and we are wildly different on the Houston Texans. And when you look at what they've done coaching wise and personnel wise, I think Houston could be a very good fantasy defense this year. And so when I defense team defense, so when I initially statted them out sacks points allowed everything, they came in as my defense 10 and the other guy has them ranked as the defense 32 dead last. But when you look at like Denzel Perriman, who played very, very well last year, yeah. um, they bring in Jimmy Ward from San Francisco to go along with Derek Stingley, Will Anderson in the draft, Sheldon Rankins from the Jets. I feel like they made a lot of the right personnel changes to be a very good defense this year, Jeff. Yeah, so Corey Littleton is dog shit, so that, that kind of hurts them. Um, Steven Nelson, I'm not the biggest fan of. They have Jimmy Ward listed at strong safety. He's up there in age. So your corner slot guy anyway. Yeah, well, but they have they Desmond, Desmond King, King and they're not going to move Desmond yeah. King out of the yeah. slot. So uh, if Jimmy Ward might come in and maybe play, he might play against the tight ends is, yeah. is maybe something. Cause he's, he's more of a bigger guy. I don't think they're going to have a great pass rush outside of Will Anderson. I really don't. Uh, Jerry Hughes. He had a great year last year, but I don't know how much you can count on a 35 year old pass rusher running into there. Christian, their linebacking core is solid outside of Corey Littleton. I don't know much about Christian Harris, but Denzel Perriman and Christian Kirksey comes over as well. Blake Cashman from the Jets, he's pretty good too, and Neville Hewitt is also solid. Their linebacking core is good. Their secondary's meh. I don't think it's great. So you're saying I might have them over projected? I need to go look. I'd put them like maybe top top of the set of the bottom half of defenses. <laughs> 17 18 right. <laughs> i don't i don't love this defense to me you need splash plays for defense i don't think they're keeping a lot of people from scoring That's and fair. i don't think they're doing much to sack or turn the ball over that's my plus, and a lot of the guys they brought in are run stoppers so. like mike mccarthy talked about which i hate it for fantasy football but he was like a big part of good defense is running the football and and, and holding the football and keeping them off the field so if these guys are just gonna be going right back on the field it's it's even the best defenses that's where you get the helmets bouncing off the ground them slamming the helmets and you know what i mean and the looks on the faces after an interception after a long defensive drive dude that's that's such a classic just like oh my god i think i'm also probably putting just a lot of faith in D'Amico ryan's in general well robert Sala turned that jets defense around real quick very quick i will say so we'll see maybe he could do the same he's stealing players from robert Sala, so that's pretty smart the jets (laughs) had good players they had terrible coaching yeah, yeah, yeah. now they're all oh i see what you're saying yeah the um, jets had okay. good play they had terrible I, coaching. I understand what you're saying now yeah they uh, had to switch from they had to fully switch though right oh, so yeah. like mm-hmm. uh from three four yeah. to a four three so so coop real quick before we go into the cardinals anything on dalton schultz here 
Dalton Schultz is the exact like he. I was this landing spot was the, one of the best places he could have gone, honestly, because if he had landed anywhere that had two good wide receivers, he would have gotten the Austin Hooper reward for yeah. a guy that got overpaid to go somewhere and not be fantasy relevant. In fact, his best comparable player on player profiler is Austin Hooper. But in this situation, when I look around, the same reason I look at Nico Collins and I say, why not? I look at Dalton Schultz and I say, why not? So yeah. if his yeah. ADP gets up into the top 12, then I'll say, nah. But just the possibility that he could be a top two target on the team, those are the conditions we need. So I'm, well, I'm actually in. I, I didn't think in a million years because I was kind of out on Dalton Schultz most of the way. Unless guys were injured, then I was like, well, you got to add him like Michael Gallup or whatever. But now, now I'm like, you know what? Why not? That's what we have to say after the top 12. We stop saying why. We start saying why not. Basically how I likened it, Coop, when I was doing my write-up on Schultz was you're looking – he has the same – kind of floor that he had in Dallas. You could see a very right. similar situation to what he is last year, but he probably lost some of that upside just because you're not expecting the team in general to score that many touchdowns. Right. Now, the, the only thing that probably cap in his ceiling is that that team wants to use a two-way tight end, just like, I mean, just like the the 49ers, uh, the 49ers East, known as the Dolphins, did not want to use Mike Gusecki. They use Durham Smythe. That's how that's how badly they wanted a two-way tight end. He will have to block a decent amount. Like just like George Kittle. So could be could hurt the upside, but I mean the guy is probably squarely going to be back in tight end one, which sometimes that's all you need in this world. Okay. So next team, Arizona Cardinals, final team. Last year's record four and thirteen. New head coach, Jonathan Gannon, former DC of the Philadelphia Eagles. New offense. Drew Petzing, former quarterback coach with Cleveland. So, you know, the great quarterback play that Cleveland has seen. That guy. Hooray. Projected starting offense. Kyler Murray. Maybe. Who knows? Potentially. But if not, Colt fucking McCoy. For one game. One game he's good. The game you can't prepare for him. But if he starts week one, then you prepare all offseason. So that kind of sucks. But, you know, Colt McCoy is good for one game. How about that? Best name in football. Oh, it's a great name. Great well, name. besides besides Juice Scruggs, but it's just a <laughs> it, it's a good it's a good cowboy football. Name. It's like a good yes. you know like Heartland football name. Colt McCoy, Chigazim Okonkwo. I'll I'll, yeah, I'll add, add that that's one my into boy. the into Chig, the dude. Let's yes, go. We love Chig. RBs: James Conner, RB one; Keontae Ingram, RB two. Your wide receivers: DeAndre Hopkins, Hollywood Brown, Rondale Moore, Greg Dortch. Of not a bad receiver room not, by any means. It's it's actually pretty good, honestly. Best one yet. Yep. Yeah, Certainly. I, mean, <laughs> I, mean, I can't believe you guys made me do this show, dude. What are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> like you couldn't have picked me Everybody, for like you you could have put one good team though. Like how'd you pick these teams? Like why'd you put say, all Well we, we go in reverse order. order of, yeah. Oh, so, okay. Yeah, oh, and you right. just happen to be on the first So show. you could have put me in any one of these shows though, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> You know I'd spice it up, dude. We got yeah. this. We got this. I, I've we got seen this. lightning round. I know what you're capable of. We got this, dude. We I, got love, this. I love how we say this is the best one. This is like drafting Shaquille O'Neal. It's a, not in close. A, in a pickup basketball game with fifth graders. Like, That's so this is, yeah. Uh, tight end one, Zach Ertz. Tight end two, Trey McBride. What they have on offense as weapons is actually not bad. Like, yeah. if I guarantee you, Half of the NFL teams and NFL fan bases would probably want a lot of these guys. One piece they're missing. And that's the one that matters most. Coach? 
quarterback. Quarterback. Oh, yeah. they were also they were also missing a coach the last few seasons. Yep. So that played a part. But yes, they are missing a quarterback. Obviously, my guy. Uh, we are three different guys here again. Josh, you have James Conner. Ryan, you have DeAndre Hopkins. Coop has Holly. I don't know if you Good. didn't finish the D. <laughs> oh, I finished it. Uh, you didn't finish saying it. I there were way more O's. I feel like on the show sheet. Okay, Holly. Woo! Let's go. <laughs> That's go. it. That was perfect. So, uh, thirty-second elevator pitch. James Conner, Josh. Who the fuck else? I, there, I'm gonna fucking really tell no, you. And in, in there, there's minutes. no depth at running back. You. They gave Keontae Ingram 27 rushing attempts, and that's after jettisoning Eno Benjamin. They they're going to run James Conner into the ground. He averages 49.9 targets per season over the last five years, and has 52 total touchdowns. He you is their ground game, and from the Cleveland offense that runs the football. This is the guy you want. Hey, isn't that a two-back system in Cleveland? Real quick, isn't that a two-back system? I wouldn't. I don't think so. It kind of fades out. Technically, it is. Kind of fades that out last year. Jerry, please have that stricken from the record. That's a a loaded question. First of all, it's it's illegal to ask me that. I have too many James Conner shares already, so that is actually as your, do it's, I. As wow. a, I, I think you I'm should leave. It's, it's illegal for you to ask me that. Sorry, my bad, my bad, my bad. Ryan DeAndre Hopkins. I, I just think anybody who didn't realize how good he was when he played last year needs to go take a look at his Gross. stats. Ten targets a game, Gross. seventeen fantasy points per game. If you look at him over a full season, it's a top five wide receiver performance. He's not losing a step, and. Let's not pretend he hasn't played with shit quarterbacks before. If he gets traded, great. But if he's stuck there, I'll still take him out of value. Yeah, the only quarterback that can truly drive him away from relevancy and fantasy is Brock Osweiler. That's right. He's the only one. True. If you, if you, I don't know, are people doubting DeAndre Hopkins and his skill and how good he is? I think whenever you go into a, I dare you to, I dare you to. They're not doubting the skill, but they're doubting the situation, which I think is a mistake as well. And he's getting up there in age, and that's where we like oh. to – we want the shiny new toys and not uh, look, <laughs> not the established DeAndre listen, Hopkins. I, we're, we're not – Coop, we're going to get to your guy real quick. DeAndre Hopkins is wide receiver 20. Bonkers. So, uh, we're again, we're going we're gonna to play our favorite game on the show. Real, real the, quick, Joe, before you get to that, no. Ryan, I want to ask you. Because I know you do your projections. How many pass attempts as a whole do you have for the Cardinals as of right now? And how many do you have going to Hopkins? 576 and 130. That's reasonable. 576? That's pretty reasonable. 17 games defense, now? Josh. They don't have a defense. I have them at 111 less than that. They're not going to have. That's criminal, though. How many is that per game? I can't see it. I just, I can't see it. With, with that shitty quarterback room, they're going to be they're going to have they're going to lead the league in three and outs. It's thirty three passes a game. Well, no, it's twenty seven, dude. It's twenty seven because it's yeah. he said he said one hundred eleven less than five seventy six. Four hundred and sixty passes. Twenty, dude. Twenty seven is legit. Like that. So only the Falcons and Bears were less than that last year. That's not and bad. I'm I fairly think. confident you have to go back to like the two thousand nine Jets to find somebody that low. Like, so here's my thing, though, Josh is. You're if you just look at and you know how I do my projections, I look at what has happened with the offensive coordinator over the last couple of seasons. Cleveland didn't have an ideal quarterback situation, passed the ball 520 and 540 times. I don't think Arizona has the run game to sustain being able to force the run the way Cleveland did. So I think you're naturally going to see more passes. 
I'll probably end up adjusting it a little, but I still go back to my whole defensive head coach is going to want to establish the run no matter the situation of the game. Gannon knows that he's in this that, for the long haul. Like, I don't 20, care. 27 a game, that's literally being like, we just want this to be over, dude. <laughs> Yeah, well, like, my thing yeah. is though, if you go into you're going season- from what you're going from Kingsbury, who was like top three in total plays in offense, to a team that's going to like they're just going to bleed the clock. That's right, what well, I think. Let, let's all right. Let's do the uh, yeah. Let's do the game. Let's play the game, and then I'll talk. Mine, mine kind of leans into this. My kind of my reason I like Hollywood. So why don't we let's play the let's play the game here. I'm going to give you all guys being drafted in the fourth round in a 10-team league right now. So 40 through 48 overall is where we're going, which is wide receiver 19 to wide receiver 25. The reason I'm doing this, I'm going the full round here. Okay? 19 is Christian Watson. Would you rather Christian Watson or DeAndre Hopkins? Coop. Hopkins. Ryan. Who? Duck. Hopkins. Ah. Josh. <laughs> Hopkins. It's like not even, it's not I even know. a question. Hopkins, wide receiver 20. Keenan Allen, wide receiver 21. Oh, no, no. Just move on. <laughs> I kind of love Keenan Allen, bro. Question. I kind of yeah. love oh, Keenan Allen. This, this is a... The, from the, the, right, yeah. the right answer is Keenan Allen. <laughs> the right answer is Keenan Allen. So last year, over the last eight games, when he got back from injury, he was the wide receiver two over yeah. those games. Yeah, but I know only Justin Jefferson. Very good player. I know you're unbiasedly, I can see it over your shoulder that you are a Keenan Allen fan. Oh, but yeah, it's... I do love him, man. And dude, the 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 GM came out and said he's not going anywhere. He's our Andre Reed. He's our he named a another player that played with the, the Chargers who was 38 years old. So I was like, okay. Like, I'm in. So I am taking Keenan Allen. He's so I am. I'm when he's on the field, obligated to take Keenan Allen. <laughs> when when he's on the field, top three route runner. I don't. I haven't seen a guy that can cover. Here's the thing, Joe. I don't think it's a coincidence. And Coop, you may draft like we do, and maybe that's why you're in on this too, Joe. I don't think it's a coincidence that you and I love Keenan Allen the way we do. Joe and I are people who start our drafts with three running backs, or for me, it's Travis Kelsey and two running backs. Keenan Allen is our wide receiver one every damn year in the fourth round, and we're so right. happy about it. So yeah. The thing is about like best ball and dynasty is I love having him because it's like I he got hurt and I just started somebody else. Cause in dynasty, my teams are stacked. So like, I don't care. And then I just put in my lineup and won my league. So I'm not that worried about it. And <laughs> yeah. dude, so I found the guy's name, the guy that he, he's like, he's our Charlie Joyner. That's what he called him. Yeah. Charlie, oh. Charlie Joyner joined the chargers at the age of 29. And then he played till he was 39. So he joined the team around Keenan Allen's age and played for another decade. So when he says he's our Charlie Joyner, I think he's planning on having Keenan Allen around for a little while. I agree. Hell yeah, baby. All right. D Hop or Mike Williams, Coop. Um in just a, a regular redraft league, I'm taking D I'm taking D Hop in any league. Yep. So format. we all we just always do redraft just to make it easier. Yeah, okay, good, good, yep. good. Ryan. I just got best ball like for brains these yeah, days. Hopkins. It's disgusting. Yeah, it's, it's, it's that draft season. Hopkins. I know. Uh D Hop or Jerry Judy, Coop. Hopkins. Ryan, Hopkins, Josh. I mean, you guys know how much I do not like Jerry Judy. Yeah, I was gonna say this isn't even a question. This is an easy one for me. (laughs) I'm worried. I wonder what they're doing over there. They bring in all these blocking tight ends and fullbacks and stuff, and then they kept all the wide receivers. They didn't trade any of them like they we thought. It's just like too many guys, too many, too many players to have on the field at one time. Yeah, somebody has to. D Hop or DJ Moore, Coop. D Hop, Ryan. 
Josh. Let's go up. Let's move upward. Let's let's see if yeah, let's find let's find the line. Let's find the line real quick. Okay, yeah, yeah. We'll let's find the line. Okay, so Christian Watson was above him at 19. Amari Cooper or DeAndre Hopkins? Coop. Okay, so I actually do take Amari Cooper in that situation. Okay, Ryan. I am down on Cooper. Give me Hopkins. Josh. I think I would go Cooper here. I would lean okay. more. There's, I would lean DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, we might be at the line. <laughs> well, like, yeah, we were kind of there. Let's do one more. Calvin like Ridley this game. or DeAndre Hopkins. So that's where I, th- I do take Hopkins, though. I've been John and Pemba, the editor at Fantasy Alarm. He's like swaying me on Calvin Ridley against my will, which I don't like. But I will. I've accepted. I've moved Calvin Ridley up a little bit. Personally. Did you see Devonte Adams just rated Calvin Ridley as a, a I know. top five, but he listed seven guys. <laughs> that was crazy, and he didn't have Cooper Cup in there. I was like, yeah, what? That, that he should be in there somewhere. Ryan Hopkins, Josh, uh, Ridley for me. I'm all wow. This year. I think doing it. going to pop this year. I, I think wow, he dude. will too. You uh, let you read the Players Tribune article, didn't you, Josh? <laughs> I mean, I did, but that, you no, did that's read not. The it. Point I know, here. I know. Yeah, I, 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 I can no. see it in your eye. I can see I, it. I've been a Ridley fan really through and through. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. I, I like. I think he's, no, he's right now being such he, like the perfect situation. He made a he made an easy mistake that that a normal person could easily make. Not a big deal. Yeah, the the last one to go to because I think this is probably the only one that would give um, maybe both sides of the argument here. After this, I think it's pretty much everybody else over D Hop, Debo or DeAndre Hopkins. Coop. Oh man, that is so. That's tough, man. I think I'm taking Hopkins still. I'm very worried about who's going to be quarterback and how the targets can be distributed there. Ryan could not have said it better myself. Yeah, Josh. D Hop. I like IU better anyway. So. Whoa. Uh, yeah, and that's uh, I, I. That's why as we're bringing up everybody else after that going up from 15. Uh, DK Metcalf, T Higgins, Chris Olave, Devonta Smith, yeah, Jalen yeah, Waddle. Yeah, that's good. We did. Yeah, you're all. You're all well, we had to go that way, I think, because we were all. Yeah. We're all Interestingly big enough, it means his ADP is damn near perfect. <laughs> yeah. All right, so I'll tell you. Uh, we'll get into mine, or did you? No, nope. well, you Ho- could tell Holly, me. Hollywood, baby, Hollywood. Hollywood, and here's why, dude. Is that a lot of time? And honestly, Vegas usually knows something, right? So we look at this and we're like, man, this looks like a pretty good team on paper. If uh, they got a defensive coach coming in. We feel pretty good about it, but Vegas has them as the stone worst team in a lot. A lot of platforms have them at four and a half wins. Some of them five and a half wins. A lot of them were tied with the Texans where they just say, I dare you to bet them to win the Super Bowl. Like th- there's always a chunk at the bottom where they're like, yeah, plus a hundred billion. If you it's like, go ahead. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like, so they're in that group and I truly think that perhaps I think we need to get past the week after June 1st, right? So I worry that maybe that they didn't cut him. So, okay, the Cardinals were one of only two teams to use the post one designation to cut two players. One of them was J.J. Watt. Uh, the other one was another guy that I, I don't remember. But they, so they cut, they did it. They used both of them, which means they're still a team that might cut people after June 1 to get that benefit. We can spread it over two years. The only other team that did it was the Browns, right? So people talk about Dalvin Cook being cut. They could have already cut him. Dude, they could have gave Thielen that designation, didn't do it, right? So that's one of them. The other thing is you can't use that on trades. You can't use the June 1 trade. There's no June 1 trade designation. So Julio Jones, the Falcons had that trade in place and waited until the week after June 1 to do the trade. 
right? So I think that's still potentially on the table. I'm not saying it's definitely going to happen, but if it does happen, tag me on Twitter at Fiasco. Follow me. Talk about how cool I am. I'm, I am. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but I just said it, it. Why it would happen, right? When, if and when that does happen, we watched Marquise Brown have 15. I, I was at a game in Arizona, hammered, and he had 15 targets, dude. And, and it didn't matter that they were t- like terrible targets or short targets, but he had them, right? And like he can have these games with 10, 15, whatever targets. I think uh, Treya. I don't care if it's Cole McCoy. I don't care if it's Clayton Tune. Trey, you know, Zach Ertz is probably going to miss the start of the season. They say maybe he'll be ready, but I don't think he's going to be ready to go full speed because he just had the ACL. Uh, Kyler Murray, you know, I don't know when he's going to be back or not, but I don't even know if Kyler Murray is going to be all the, if he's that much better of a passer than some of these other guys. Like, he obviously he's a better rusher. But Was that game you were at, the uh, Patriots-Cardinals game? No, I went to the oh, – that would have been, been sick. I went to the Rams-Cardinals game. Oh, I was at the Patriots Cardinals game. I was like, I don't remember Hollywood Brown getting. uh, No, 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 no. no. Okay, that that makes more sense. He was playing against Joan Ramsey, so that that makes more sense. Oh, I should, you know, I should have started the story like this. I watched one football game. Yeah, here's why. Well, I like Marquise. Well, Coop, it's Coop. It's funny you bring that up because I watched one game of this guy. Dude, please let's start making that a meme, dude. Like I watched one game, dude. So I watched one game of Keontae Ingram. And it was in person. I was we were there in 2021, went to see the Patriots play the Chargers at SoFi. Um unbelievable stadium if you ever get the chance to go. But my dad was like, Oh shit, USC's playing. Let's go to the Coliseum and watch USC Arizona. What awful football was played on that day from Arizona. But Two guys I got to see and fell in love with immediately. Drake London. He got injured in that game, but he ran he ran two slant patterns, and I was like, okay, this dude can run routes. Um, and he was big. And then the same guy was Keontae Ingram. There was something about his game that felt NFL ready. He's not, per se, the largest human on the face of the planet, but he is very quick in and out of his cuts and can make people miss a lot. He is not James Conner will run through you. Keontae Ingram makes you miss. And I like the make you miss guys more than the, uh, more than the run through you guys. I just happen. We just happen to have Ramondre Stevenson who does both. So that's just the best of both worlds as a Patriots fan. Keontae Ingram is currently free. He's the RB 77. He's free. And he has one guy ahead of him who has been injured in the past and is up there in age for a running back with a lot of tread. Keontae well, Ingram is free. I, I I was using like, I'd probably be a millionaire right now if he was any good last year. Cause I was using every last pick of my best ball drafts on him. You know what I mean? Like if he got to play Arizona university, you know, like, like if you got to play, got to play the Wildcats 16 games a year, if you got to play the Wildcats, dude, if you got to play, you know, the Aztecs, even like, it, yeah, I would be so rich, dude. I wouldn't even, I would not be on the show right now. We're just, but, we're, we're just, we're talking like the area he's in is Malik Davis, Eric Gray. Anybody know who he plays for? Yes. The Giants. Yes. Eric Gray, Travion Williams, Zonovan Knight, and Isaiah Spiller. That's the area that Keontae Ingram is going in. 
Great. Some, there's some names in there. Yeah. I was, Listen, <laughs> so, so Knight, do you want to? I don't think you want to play that game. I right watched there, one game. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Zonovan Knight. Zonovan Knight. I like Zonovan Knight. I like. But he's kind of dust now because they got a million. Yeah. Why they draft buried. Izzy? Yeah. He's buried. So you're, you're talking of of everybody here. Malik Davis has two guys to go through at this point. Eric Gray. Deuce Vaughn. I'm sorry. Deuce Vaughn is the RBC. Oh, okay. I'm like, oh, well, who are we? Gonna, I don't know. Are, are, we, are we Rojo fans? All no. <laughs> no, we've never been Rojo fans, Ryan. You're on the show every week. Eric Gray. No one's taking carries from Barkley. Mm, no. Travion Williams, probably third in the depth chart behind Chase Brown and Joe Mixon. Might move up to two if Joe Mixon gets arrested. And Zonovan Knight's buried. Isaiah Spiller's not going to see time. It's Austin Eckler. Dude, this is what it must like be like working as like the, a salesman at a thrift store. Like you're, <laughs> you're trying to it's like you're like this. These socks only have like two holes in them. Like what are you, what are we doing, dude? dude? My my job here is IDP and sleepers. But you're right though. I do like him better than those players you named for oh, sure. 100%. Yes, for sure. Dude. And and my my running back. I I I'm I'm not staking my claim on Keontae Ingram. Let's just say this. But the guy I, I there's two guys last year I put put it right in the fucking ground. One of them was an RB and it was Ramondre Stevenson. There and you that go. Was a there you go. Clip hit. clip it, dude. Keontae Ingram this year is Ramondre, it's Ramondre Stevenson. Stevenson. <laughs> Tell me I'm wrong. Tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> I, I, I won't say Tell you're definitively wrong. wrong. And I will say that of those guys you listed, that he uh, Ingram's a guy, and yeah. that's why we need to do. Let's get back on more here. Rounds, more rounds. Of yeah, yeah. More Let's rounds. do like a. Can, what's like reason? What's the what's the most rounds we could do in a best ball draft without it being like too weird? What do you think? Underdogs um, eighteen. I think we could go to 25, 30? Yeah, twenty five or thirty for sure. When you just how about how about when we get to? I mean, I was gonna say that's basically a dynasty draft at that point. Dynasty. How about startup. when we get to drafting Zazavian Valaday? The running mm-hmm. back for Houston. How about Bro, somebody to- commented his name on one of my Reddit threads today, Sick and I was name. like, "What are we? What are we talking about, dude?" <laughs> yeah, in the weeds. That's a it's a future XFL star, man. Come on now. I don't know. I t- I mean, it, I would take him over Ingram, Keonta Ingram. <laughs> I mean, with that name. Would you, here's a question would you take him would you take him over damian pierce i think is the real question in that back it's close dude it's close <laughs> i don't know josh kind of sold me on on both you guys compelling arguments yeah uh my idp guy isaiah simmons apparently listed on the depth chart as a nickelback yes. what yeah since when when did he become nickelback he's linebacker and defensive back eligible on sleeper which makes that's him a, cheat, a code. cheat code in yeah. sleeper people that's a cheat code at the defensive back position bro Absolute he, cheat so code. his rookie year he looked really good man like i saw him covering aaron jones on a wheel route i saw him kind of locking down tight ends at times well i don't know what happened with him man what they happened didn't play him enough they didn't use they him did the same thing right. to the hassan reddick fucking yeah. defensive coordinators don't know how to they just want to they want to stuff round circles and square pegs like i saw reddick is he any good would he lead the league in sacks last year i was gonna <laughs> say <pretty> good. <laughs> I, I really thought, i think he did lead the league in sacks well me and joe have been arguing over whether or not hassan reddick is a top tier pass rusher for he's not two seasons now so. he's not he's so wait, he's not over, he's, over a 32 game period in his career he had seven sacks and five of them came in one game 
That sounds like a really good player. That sounds like you watching John. <laughs> that sounds like you watching John Mechie. Is it not? Like that's yeah, literally Joe, your argument. Joe, what if that was the only game of his I watched? <laughs> if that's the only game you watched, then Hassan Reddick's great. But if you look over the course of his fucking career, he had a great year in Philly. Awesome. So did CJ Gardner Johnson, who's been dog shit his whole career and will be dog shit in Detroit this year. Oh, dude, CJ GJ slander, bro. Is that what part of the show watch we're it. on? Watch it. Watch it. I'm, oh. I'm telling you. Josh, Dude, this is this is weekly. Josh, <laughs> Josh, Josh, tell me, why was C.J. Gardner-Johnson good in Philadelphia? What position did C.J. Gardner-Johnson play in Philadelphia? Safety. He played safety. Where did he play in New Orleans? Nickel. The nickel. How bad was he in New Orleans? Fucking and terrible. It's the same thing. Like when, when, um, when Avante Maddox got hurt and they had to move him into the slot, it wasn't as good. So yeah, well, that's like, dude, that's, that's like saying, like, okay, Logan Thomas wasn't a good quarterback, right? Like, well, no, no, but the issue is Detroit issue is, is putting him back. Detroit's in putting him in the nickel. Well, it was the same thing with Jalen Mills. Jalen Mills was a trash corner. When we moved him to safety, he was no, decent no, and then got the no, contract no, in New England, and y'all no. decided to move him back out I'm the out. corner. I'm out. I'm out. Jalen Mills and Good have never been in the same sentence, okay? That has never been in the same sentence, all right? I mean, Patriots signed him twice. We, yeah. we realized our mistake after we released yeah, it. This is where we play dream. This is where we play Meek Mill dreams and nightmares, and then we leave. We like dreams and dreams and nightmares, right? Like, good lord, dude. All right, forty. Forty scamper says forty-two round draft. Yeah, I think I that's right, dude. In honor of Jackie Robinson, we'll do all the Jackie Robinson Invitational. We'll do forty-two round draft. That, yes, that's perfect. Let's we'll we'll start it up. Uh, anything on Zach Ertz or McBride? Uh, so I think Ertz could be easily be a candidate to get traded as well if he comes back and he's healthy. Oh, yeah. The thing is, though, like because I like McBride long term in Dynasty, I think he's the answer. But the familiarity with Jonathan Gannon and Zach Ertz, part of that says to me one of two things. He's either going to be a featured part of this team or there's going to be a situation where he can be candid with the player and say, hey, we are kind of doing a bridge year yeah. where do you where do you want to go right so like i think it could go either way with guys like that veterans like that we've we've seen these guys be very honest like the dominant sue was like yeah i'm playing football this year but i'm not doing training camp right yep. like um for the patriots when we brought in uh chris was it chris jones he was just like i just care about i, I just want to win a championship like i don't care about you know the money so it's like sometimes you get to that point i think zachary's probably at that point where Jonathan Gannon is going to be fully honest I, with the situation. I think the first tight end injury we see, we hear Zach Ertz's name mentioned. Very good. Oh, yeah. Well, speaking of injury, I mean, how recovered do we think Zach Ertz is from this knee injury? People say he's going to be ready to play, oh, but it's, it seems crazy to me. It seems unnecessary, right? Like, yeah. it'd be nuts to be like, you know, for him to not have a, not be fully 100% and put out there because they know they're not going to win, dude. You know? Yeah. Yep. I'll, I'll tell you one last thing on this team that I'm doing in a lot of my dynasty super flex leagues is I'm just taking Clayton tune with a last pick or just throwing with a last roster spot and seeing if he's going to play the first game and be the starter. Yeah. It's the idea of the scratch ticket versus the lottery ticket. Lottery tickets are guys that like count to Ingram where you, you pick them and you hold on to them for like five years and then they never play. And then you drop them uh, like the lotto ticket you find out the answer right away. So yeah. we're going to find out week one. If he's not the starter, if he's not the backup week one, we just drop him. So I kind of like that idea because we're going to be wanted, we're going to want to add people anyway. So my very last bench spot, I try to keep it at somebody where it's like, 
week one I'm going to drop this guy, or I'm going to keep, or I'll know that he's all right, you know. So that's my guy, Clayton Tune. I don't know, honestly, couldn't tell you much about him besides that, just that narrative. You didn't watch like, one game of him in college. I'll admit I did. I did not watch um, one game, dude. Yeah, no. there's a few of those guys out there where it's like people are like. Yeah, like Zach Kuntz. I'm like, yeah, he's got a good Raz score, but I didn't watch a lot of old Dominion games. I got to admit to you. Like, I don't even know where to find them. I don't even know how to go about watching it if I wanted to. Old Dominion. All right. That's it, folks. Coop, thanks for joining, man. Hope you, ha- hope you had fun and enjoyed. Uh, one more time, where can everybody get your stuff, find you? Yeah, find me on Twitter at Coupe Fiasco. I tweet and retweet everything that I write, but these days that's all on Fantasy Alarm. Uh, you can follow Fantasy Alarm YouTube. Become a member of Fantasy Alarm. We're doing best ball drafts in the Discord. Also, as Josh knows, we're doing uh, some stuff with Better Sports Network. We're teamed up with them. It's kind of like a video version, interactive video version of SiriusXM. A lot of fun, man. Like So just find my stuff over there. But easiest way, follow me on Twitter. I'll just, everything I do, I blast it out into the Twitter sphere. Yeah, if anybody needs a quick link to the Fantasy Alarm, if you're on the club fantasy youtube page just scroll down to where it says club vips and just click on fantasy alarm there you go boom right up some miles sanders damian pierce are up marquise brown still to come three new previews each week the content train has officially left the station wow josh that's that's cute cute. (laughs) beautiful upcoming upcoming shows consistent shows market like it's hot mondays 11 a.m eastern herstory in the making also on the better sports network every other tuesday correct me if i'm wrong on that Josh. we'll be back on six six we just had the latest episode yesterday with good one lisa real lisa and yeah easily one of the biggest guests we've ever had on any club fantasy women of fantasy show yeah who's your caddy tuesdays at 9 30 p.m eastern go Go win some fucking money playing golf because they're pretty they're pretty good at it. So uh Dynasty After Party Sundays, 9 30 p.m. Eastern. And then all of Josh, you want me to go through and read the uh the timestamps you have in here as well? Oh, shut or, up. Yeah. <laughs> you want to watch this? my notes. For Josh, Coop, Ryan, myself, you can follow Club Fantasy on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Club Fantasy FFL. The URL is clubfantasyffl.com. Always remember defense wins championships, offense wins fantasy football. We will see you next week.